get it done. Okay. I'll record. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, it's, it's all good. Um, okay, good evening, everybody. So uh, I apologize that um, this is my first time giving this Chaburu, so I'm not really sure exactly what the rules are. Do you need to read every single word of the Chuvins? No, you don't need to. Okay, so um, uh, I, uh, this is done on a little bit of short notice. So uh, I told Ephraim that I wanted to do this uh, Chuvin Nigris Moshe um, in our Chaim Chela Gimel Simon Lamed Ches. And he's like, can't you do something in Evan Ezer or in Chashem Mishpat? And I said, yeah, with more than two days notice. I could do it in Evan Ezer or Chashem Mishpat, but you give me two days notice and this is what you're going to get. So, uh, so this is a Chuvin that I've already... Uh, written about, and uh, it's the only piece I think in my Svarim where I just took a, where, where the whole essay that I have in the Sefer is where I took a single tshuva and basically analyzed it and showed what the other poskim say about the tshuva. So it really centers around the single tshuva as opposed to a hekif of a topic. So that's why I chose this tshuva, basically because I've already written about it, so I didn't enough time to prepare this week, so this is uh, this is what I what I already have on file, so to speak. So the tshuva is uh, it's going to be timely because as the days get longer now, as we approach warmer months, and uh, and you know soon enough we'll be changing the clock. We're not that far away from people making early Shabbos. So Moshe has a discussion in this tshuva: if a husband makes early Shabbos and the wife is not yet finished doing everything that she needs to do in order to prepare for Shabbos, is she better? by the husband's Kabbalah Shabbos. And essentially what I want to try to show over here is that Ramosha says three chidushim in this tshuva and each one is debatable. Meaning each one, not only debatable, each one is debated. Meaning uh, poskim are not necessarily thrilled about any one of these, uh, of these chidushim. So let's, uh, we'll start reading off, reading a little bit. Um, Ramosha, I guess a little bit of background also. We're supposed to talk a little bit about the personality. If you don't know about Ramosha and you're in a tshuva chabur, then you probably are in the wrong Chabura. So uh, there's not that much to say about Rav Moshe that you don't, uh, that you don't already know, uh, meaning uh, the, the one thing I always like to point out when we talk about Shailu Tshuva Svarim is that if you wrote a Shaila Tshuva Sefer any time in the later part of the 20th century or, or since, or the earlier part of the 21st century, um, on any topic, there is no chance that you can write a tshuva without dealing with Rav Moshe. I mean, if Rav Moshe spoke about that topic, you can't just write your own tshuva. You have to deal with the fact that Rav Moshe has already dealt with it and see what you have to add or what you have to argue about. In fact, you, if you really pay attention, it seems that it's almost as if there's like this cottage industry of, uh, of tshuva svarim that were put out to be a bar plukta with Rav Moshe. That everyone uses Rav Moshe as the starting point. You know, the, the Debrecina Rav's tshuvas and his brother's tshuvas, the Vitzel Chachma and, uh, and Rav Vazner and the Tzitzel Yezer. I mean, all of the, all of the tshuvas. They, Rav Moshe is almost always the starting point in the sense that if he spoke about it, you can't ignore it because he was that, he was that important. So that's just a word about uh, the importance of Rav Moshe in, uh, in halachic uh, literature. So let's get started at the very beginning of the tshuva. This is from Chaf Hei Shvat, Tav Shin Chav Gimel. Let's begin the first paragraph. Hine. When a husband is Mekabal Shabbos Mibodiyom, which of course is a mitzvah, it's a, it's a, the, the halacha is that Shulchanarch Paskins and Simresh Samachalif, Yesh Omrim Shatzarach Lahosef Mechola La Kodesh, it's a Yesh Omrim, but he doesn't quote anyone who says Yesh Omrim otherwise. He only quotes that Yesh Omrim, that a person has to add Mechola La Kodesh. We have to add extra time onto Shabbos. Why does the Shulchanarch only quote it as a Yesh Omrim if he's not going to? 
to quote anyone who's cholek, and it seems it's almost universally agreed upon that there's a mitzvah of Tosef Shabbos because there's one major Rishon that does not hold of Tosef Shabbos, and that's the most important Rishon from the perspective of the Mechaber, that's the Rambam. So if the Mechaber is going to say something directly against the Rambam, he can't just say it's Stam, so he says it is Yesh Omrim, even though that's how he's clearly pasking. Now we have to be Mosif, Mechal Kodesh. Um, it's based on the mitzvah of Tosefes uh, Inoy by Yom HaKippurim, which the Ramam does paskin, right? But the Ramam never exp- seems to expand it, never mentions it when it comes to Shabbos. How much do you have to add on to Shabbos? So different minhagim in different uh, communities in Eretz Yisrael. The, uh, the minhag is to be Makabal Shabbos 22 minutes before Shkia, except for in Yerushalayim, where the minhag is 40 minutes before Shkia, so uh, it gives you time to walk to the Kotel, uh, you know, for, uh, for Kabbalah Shabbos, after your Kabbalah Shabbos. So it's um, the different minhagim about how long to do, but certainly there is this Indian of being, not just an Indian, a requirement of being Mosif Michalala Kodesh. So Moshe discusses, husband is Kabbalah Shabbos mi ba'odyom, does that ask the woman to do malach at that point? It's a it's a double pashut that she is not uh, she's not obligated to uh, to be makabel shabbos just because her husband was makabel shabbos. Well, why is it su- such a double pashut? Because since when can a husband obligate his wife in a uh, voluntary religious act? Meaning, if it's a, an obligatory act. So the Akrash Varhu is Mikhaifer. But if it's a voluntary religion, that means you have a lot of leeway in terms of how much to be most of Mikhala al Kodesh. You can do two minutes, you can do an hour, you can, you can go as far back as Plaga Mincha. So I decide that I want to make Shabbos really early. I tasty that I can impose that on my wife. I might want to take a nether that I think is going to be very valuable, is going to be the Migdar Milsa, is going to prevent us from sinning, is going to do whatever it's going, meant to accomplish. I, I, I could do that for myself, but I cannot, I, cannot, I cannot impose that on her. What if when I take my nether, I say, you know, when you do a tarasim dorm, you say, so that uh, you're not to the nether for your wife. What about when I take the nether? Can I take a nether and say, also, she's going to be mocked about, uh, you know, Yashan and Chalav Yisrael and all my chumras that I want to, uh, that I, that, that, you know, those are actually dinim, but we have to, we just have coolers on them. But, you know, all, all of the chumras that I want to, that I want to take upon myself. And v'chein ishti. No, there's no such thing. There's no v'chein ishti. I can't ask her in anything. So, come on, okay. Nei niyach lo'osu b'melacha, b'tin tosav shabbos, b'kabalosu alav, lo'rak b'stama, alav b'feir, ashu m'kabal shabbos, gam l'asur asish, not only Bistama when he just tries to catch the early minion, is that not Mechaifer? But even if he says Beferish, that I'm making Shabbos and that's it. In this house, it's Shabbos. No Jewish husband has ever spoken that way. But in this house, it's Shabbos. So that doesn't do anything. That's not Mechaifer in anything. Uh, he says, uh, goes on at the end of the paragraph, simply not Shaykh to be Mechaif his wife in a Kabbalah Shabbos. Meaning he cannot force his wife to be Mechaifer Shabbos, even if he wants to do so. Uh, the Debretziner Rav has a tshuva in Be'er Moshe, Chelek Be'er Simen Yedzayin, where he says, I got a couple of rayas that Moshe's right about the premise. 
So far we haven't said a chiddush, meaning that's just the premise of the tshuva. We'll go through uh, his chidushim, but uh, again, there are going to be three chidushim. But the premise of the tshuva, that a husband cannot be mechay of his wife in uh, something that he voluntarily is mechabal upon himself, Debert Sinan Rav says, I have two rayas. None of the, neither of them are like absolutely mechrach, but they're at least uh, indicators. Debert Sinan Rav was tshuva's be'er Moshe, chelik be'esim in yud zayin. If a person, if you, um, anyone ever do a be'er Moshe in the tshuva chaburia? All right, we'll have to do the tshuva where he says that YU is us. You know, we got to. <laughs> all right, so Mir Hashem, we'll do that. We'll do that one day, where that you can't trust OU kashas. Um, uh, so, so let's. Uh, so Debra Zinarov was a, a real Hungarian uh, Talmud Chacham and a posik. So. Um, He's Rav, obviously, in Debertson, but then in Borough Park. So he, uh, he writes, you know, the Gemara in Shabbos and Davchav Gimel and Beis says that Rav Yosef's wife would light candles late on Erev Shabbos. So Rav Yosef says uh, that uh, uh, the, the, uh, the, the Gemara says that so he was trying to convince her to uh, to to light uh, candles earlier, and the it didn't work. So the Ran is is bothered. Why would Mrs. Yosef? Why would Rav Yosef's wife uh, wait to light Shabbos candles so late? So the Ran the Ran explains that uh, she did it uh, for some kavanah l'shem shemayim. Now, if it's true that a woman is Negreras, Achar Baila, for Kabbalah Shabbos, so the Gemara's whole issue should not have been about Mrs. Yosef being Makabal Shabbos late, it should have been about Rav Yosef being Makabal Shabbos late, and we don't find anywhere that the Gemara records that Rav Yosef was Makabal Shabbos late, so Elamai must be that no matter what he was doing, she was on her own to do whatever she wanted to do, and that's why the Gemara was only focused on her, and the Rishonim are focused on what her Kavana was. That's one Raya that uh, that the Debretzina the Debretzina Rav brings he brings another Raya we don't have to get into the Raya but let's get to the three Chidushim of Rav Moshe so Chidush number one starts in the bottom paragraph Ach Ulai bottom paragraph of the first page Ach Ulai he writes Ach Ulai Yesh Makom Laosra B'Malacha Dilitzore Chaval so he says, again, the starting point is, husband could be Makabal Shabbos early, it has no bearing on the wife. But, maybe she's not allowed to do Malacha for him at that point, which is a Chiddush, right? Because if I'm Makabal Shabbos early, right, if I'm Makabal Shabbos early, can I have someone who was not yet Makabal Shabbos do Malacha for me? So typically, yes, it's like that's the practice in my household. When we're Makabal Shabbos early and I come home from the Plaga Minion and we realize, Ive, we forgot whatever, we just, we live two doors down from the shul, we open up the window shades and we just see who's coming to the late Minion and we hop them on the way to the late Minion, unless they're really late and after Shkia. <laughs> but we hop them to the, you know, on the way to the late Minion. Come, turn on a light for us, turn off the oven for us, do whatever, whatever it is that we, uh, that, that, that we forget, take the kid out of the bath, whatever it is that we, uh, that, that we, uh, that we forgot to do. So someone we call and say they do that, and that's fine, you're allowed to do that. So says Ramosha, yeah, but not your wife. Your wife is not allowed to do malacha for you. Mehechitesi, where does he get such a thing? He writes, it's a dinta raisa. Mehadin divinafish benamasech. Talking about an Evid Arel, where he's not obligated mitzvahs on his own, or he's an Evid Kanani, he could do malacha for himself. 
but he's not allowed to do malacha for his master. He's not talking about Shabbos. Not talking about Shabbos. No, in general, on Shabbos. Shabbos, but here, a woman doing malacha for her husband, that would be, that would be, that would be negating his Taisa Shabbos. Not his real Shabbos. Not the regular Shabbos. But it's, I mean, as far as Yisra Malacha, when he's Muslim with Chalakotosh, it becomes his Yisra Malacha. And part of his Yisra Malacha is to have someone do malacha. Someone, well, we'll see what Ramosha is saying. Not someone do malacha for him. That's a separate issue called Amir Lenachri usually. This is a Dindal Raisa that someone who I own or is under my, I don't know for lack of a better word, my jurisdiction, doing malacha for me is part of my Yisra Malacha on Shabbos. So, so long as Tosav Shabbos adds in Yisra, brings in Yisra Malacha, which is all it probably does, right? So then, uh, so, so that, that, uh, that, that affects anyone doing malacha for me. Similar story with an under bar mitzvah kid, I think, with your, one's own kid. Oh, uh, so we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Regardless of whether he asks her to do something, let's say she just. Yeah, yeah. This is they're doing it for you. If uh, they're doing it for you, we even if with no Amira, Amira is a separate answer, right? This is doing it for you. Do din rav. It's a din on the master. That even the evad that not only is it him that can't do malacha, the evad can't do. The din zera. Moshe says, let me be clear about this. This has nothing to do with Amir al-Nachri. Amir al-Nachri is a Durabanan. It's a Gzeira Durabanan. Rav Shachter often points out that there's a, if you look in the Eretz HaTzvi, Rav Shachter has a piece on Gzeira Durabanan and Malachas Durabanan. That there's a difference between a Gzeira Durabanan and a Malacha Durabanan. Amir al-Nachri is motor for Lutzor Chalashen Balsakana. Because a Gzeira Durabanan is motor for Chalashen Balsakana. Rav Shachter often points out, Malachas Durabanan are not motor. For a chalashen bal sakana, malachas rabbanon would be mutter for sakana sever, but not for for a chalashen bal sakana. It comes out. A lot of people uh, assume not that way. A lot of people assume, oh, drabanon. What's the difference? A drabanon is a drabanon. So anything, anytime it's chalashen bal sakana, you could violate any drabanon. So um, you could violate a middle nachri for a chalashen bal sakana. You're not allowed to violate stam every uh, malacha drabanon. We had a shaila recently where uh, there's a a, a a young man who's autistic, um, he's over bar mitzvah, and he's clearly a bardas. How do we know he's a bardas? He's not verbal at all, he cannot speak, but he communicates through an iPad. And he communicates very clearly and beautifully and eloquently and thoughtfully. So it's clearly, clearly, clearly that he's a bardas. But the only thing is, since that's his only way to communicate is through an iPad, what do you do on Shabbos? How do they communicate with the, uh, with the young man on Shabbos? So the Shiloh was asked to a number of posts, Kim, can you let him use his iPad on Shabbos. He's Jewish, he's a Bardas. <coughs> so some of the Rabbanim said, oh, using an iPad, if it's on already, and it's not, you know, it's Rabbanan, right? It's not a Ksiva Miskayamis, whatever the, uh, the, the potential Yisurim are, they're probably all meet Rabbanan. So Rabbanan, for a Cholosheim Basakana, someone who's unable to talk, has a din of a Cholosheim Basakana, not such a stretch, because if a person cannot function normally, they have a din of a Cholosheim Basakana, Mutter. So Shafta pointed out, that's a Mulacha Rabbanan. Using the iPad is a Mulacha Rabbanan. He then had a whopper of a Chiddush. He said, it's mutter anyway. What? Why is it mutter anyway? He said, it's sakana sevner. The mouth. His mouth isn't function. Meaning, sakana sevner doesn't mean you're going to lose the aver. Sakana sevner means that if there's a basic functional aver that is not functioning, and you're able to provide function through, uh, through the malachad you're allowed to do malachad 
Wow, that's a chiddush. Yeah, <laughs> so it's uh, it's 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 not it's not he's not unique in that chiddush though. Uh, maybe in that application of it, Rav Nevensal has in his Mishabura, uh, in m- m- arguably a bigger chiddush um, about uh, doing melacha uh, drabanan for a young woman to cover up uh, a breakout on her skin, a rash on her skin, on her face. And he says, because that's Sakana Sever. The function of the face is to look natural and nice. And if it doesn't look natural and nice, then it's a uh, Sakana Sever. So what about makeup? No, that's, a, that's, that's an enhancement. That's not natural. Okay, so there are postcards that say perhaps even a bigger Kiddush. But anyway, back to, back to us over here. He says, this is not Amir La'akum. He says, but this is Nisidaraisa. So it could be that when you're Makabal Shabbos early, there's no Isidrabanan of Amir Lanachri. But this Isidaraisa is going to be Chal. So that is Chiddush number one. So he says, if that's true of an Eved that's Kanuilo, so maybe the Imkain, he says a few lines later, Gam ishto your wife who also is in your jurisdiction as far as Malacha that an Isha is Chayeves Lasos Labaila, right? There are Mishnayas about this, about Malachos in Ksubis, Malachos that an Isha is Chayeves Lasos Labaila. So since she's Kanuyalo for Malachto, for Malachos that she does Labaila, Afim Humi Drabanal Kalpanim Kimishi Kanuyalo. And he says, granted, I know that those Mishnayas in Ksubis are Malachos that a woman has to do that, Tzasamita, and Archatzpan Viyad Raglov, and the Mizikas Akos, and all those things that the Mishnayas talk about, those are all Dinim Drabanan. She's not Mechayeves Midaraisa to do those things for her husband but since she's Mukhyevis to do those things for her husband Mimela she's Kanuyalo Lagabe those things so then so she's Mekabal Shabbos early, but that never ever happens that she's Mekabal Shabbos early and he's not right so Ramosh is dealing with um, Metzius what? That the wife is Mikabal, okay? Maybe I, I, I'm Chinuch. You know, like the different uh, Fridays are my easy day. So, you know, like one o'clock in the afternoon, I'm straightening my tie ready. You know, <laughs> but, so this, this, I mean, it's, it's, it's a kinyan of golf. It's like it's, it's a that's a very strong Meaning that you're making a we do okay, we're gonna take apart each of Ramosha's chidushim. So this is chidush number one. Meaning if it's if it's something that says she has four maids, so she doesn't need to do any malacha, right? She came in with four maids. The Gemara says in Ksubis that that it makes uh, brings a person to immorality and craziness. So oh, okay, good, good, good. Um, so Moshe discusses that. He discusses that exact point. Um, so, but anyway, so he says va'av she yesh lechalik. So he already buffers the chilik, right? So he says va'av she yesh lechalik. Right, that a woman could always say, "No, thank you. I, I'll I'll give up your mizonos. I have uh, my my dime is worth more than your mizonos is worth anyway." So he makes this chilek that maybe since a woman can can beg out of that agreement where she's obligated to do malacha in exchange for the mazonos he provides, and she could say, "Pardon me, sir, but uh, I make a lot more money than you do, and I'd rather keep my own ma'aseyadayim." And you could do, uh, and you could keep your uh, your mazonos. But if she hasn't said that. 
then whatever the chum or masakin is a malacha she shows the baila. So that's the default is that she's got to do the malacha she shows the baila. Is he saying as far as he's an evid? She's an evid for him. I mean, is that is that where he's coming from? Knuyelo the malachto. Meaning, like me, she has evid functions for him. I mean, she has to do things for him. Is that is that? What you said? said it, not me. But knuyelo the malachto, right? That's the. Uh, right? <laughs> Right. The question is, does that apply to a wife? It, it applies to, well, Mitzvah seems to think it applies to an under kid. Yeah, because Why that's a, because that's a pasuk in the Torah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so okay. So, Rav Moshe's Kiddush number one is that even if the woman uh, was not Mikabal Shabbos, and therefore she's not bound by his Kabbalah Shabbos, but she can't be doing Malacha for him. How you define Malacha for him? Rav Moshe says cooking, like cooking for him. Uh, what about Hadlakas Neros, which is the most common Malacha she'd still be doing? That's for him also, but it's for her also, right? When she's lighting the Neros, so is the cooking. No? So, but Moshe gives cooking as the example. I so, think the common one would also be putting on makeup, which I don't know how that counts. As for him or for her. Right. Yeah, I don't know. So, uh, then Ramosha writes a second Chiddush. Um, he says a little vaiter in the uh, in the tshuva. This is... Uh, where is it? Um, this is on the last page of the tshuva, in the second line. He says, if the Mechabal Shabbos in, in the shul that he davens in, for Kavanas Mitzvah, because they're trying to do the Mitzvah for Kedush Shabbos, that there should be a greater Tosva Shabbos, or maybe they have a minute to add extra time every single Shabbos because they're they're fearful of doing malacha of getting of running too late and, and running into malacha. He says, well then, if it's something that's a minute kavua that they do in the husband's shul, well then it's his minhag, and a woman is bound by the husband's minhagim. So if he, on a one-off basis, decides, ah, this week, what do you want to do? Early Shabbos, late Shabbos? Ah, the kids are tired, we'll do uh, early Shabbos. You know, okay, that's not a minute kavua. But if he has a minute kavua that he always makes early Shabbos, that he always davens at the early minion, so a woman is bound by the husband's minhagim. So, we view a woman getting married the same way the, the Mishnah talks about it in the, what is it, the fourth paragraph of Psachim, that when a person goes, that if you go from a place where the minig is, uh, is that something's mutter to a place where the minig is that something's asr and you never plan on returning, that, the, uh, that, that it becomes asr for you. You're bound by the minhagim of that place. So, it's not a geographical location. But it's a family association that when she marries the husband, she accepts upon himself all of his minhagim. Is that always true? That when a woman gets married, she accepts all of his minhagim? So some of the postcom say the the uh, things that are typically in the jurisdiction of the wo- in the purview of the woman, she's not necessarily bound by the husband's uh, minhag. Uh, Binyam Pam told me that uh, when that his uh, grandfather. Uh, that 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 he asked his I think he said he asked or maybe his father asked his grandfather asked Rav Pam 
um, what their family minig is in terms of how many candles to light for Shabbos candles. So he said, uh, I, I don't remember which way it goes, one way or the other, but let's say he said, as many as the children you have in the house, plus you know the one for Zachar, one for Shamar, and one for each of the children. He said, yeah, but doesn't Bubby only light two candles? Yeah, that was her family minag. So uh, you know, for for Nehru Shabbos, you know, that's in her. Uh, you know, that's that's in her. You get the shaila a lot in terms of uh, Svarim marrying Ashkenazim. So uh, when a woman, well, Pesach for sure, but that's that's a family minag. That's a community minag. But uh, what about like a personal thing, like uh, how to be, how to say when you say the bracha on Tevila when the woman goes to the mikveh? So a Svarim girl marrying Ashkenazi guy, does she go with the Svarim minag or the Ashkenazi minag? And what about when she's tovelas before the wedding? Right, she's being tovelas for him, right? But uh, but but uh, you know she's still a svarti uh, at that point. So these shilas come up all the time in terms of what exactly, when exactly she's bound by the minhag. But chiddush number two of Rav Moshe, we're keeping score. So again, chiddush number one was that although she could do malacha, not for him because that's that's she's kenuyalo. Chiddush number two is that if if it's a minhag kavua that he has. Well, then she's stuck because she's got to keep all of his mina kavuas. That's something that, uh, that he must do. Um, and then, then uh, Rav Moshe adds a third Chiddush. Uh, and that is, V'imrak um, nizdamin, this is about uh, I don't know, the last uh, part of that, that same paragraph. V'imrak nizdamin, Shabbos Shabbos Zu, Hechmiru Me'ezatam, L'Kabal Shabbos Kodem. If it only just happened that this Shabbos they decided to make early Shabbos, ain't a minak, that's not a minak. Velonim shechas acharbal, she's got no responsibility to follow the husband on that. Umutarz melechas asim b'peshitos, and of course she's allowed to continue to do her own melacha. And like I explained, it's roy lahachmir that she shouldn't do melacha for him. Vim eino lekavanas kedushas hashabbos. Elamishum shein. If the reason they're making early Shabbos is because who can eat at 9.30 at night when you hit a certain age, that means you're not sleeping that night. So they have to uh, make early Shabbos because they like to keep, you know, the Gemara says that when you change your eating habits, you know, it uh, causes all sorts of stomach problems. So they like to eat dinner at the same time every night. So they make early Shabbos. Uh, and Ramosh says, I seem to see, uh, notice that this is an American thing, that uh, usually when postcams say that it's a, something is an American minig, it's an insult, right? They usually, it's usually not a compliment. It's usually not, oh, it must have been made by Chachamim and Gedolim. I was showing Rav Shachta last week, one of my Talmidim is working on helping to write up, to type up a lot of Rav Nutter Greenblatt's uh, writings. So... Uh, in one of the, and he wrote wherever he was. He's in an airport somewhere, you know, he was running around giving gitten and, you know. So in, uh, in one place, he, he was writing from Mississippi. So he wrote at the top of the page, Mississippi, Mem Yud Samach Samach Yud Samach Samach Yud Pei Pei Yud. So uh, I remembered I was once I was once at a wedding. One of the Abitans got married in in Tunica, Mississippi. And were you at that wedding? I don't know. So I remember that that Rav Goldvich was on the same plane as me going to the Chasna. Yeah, so it's in Tunica, Mississippi, which is not not far from Memphis. And Rav Goldvich said that he, Rav Goldvich was from Sadiq Kedushin, he said that he called Rav Nata to ask him, and that, he told him that's how you spell Mississippi. So, uh, so I showed Rav Shachter, I said, Mehechitesi, that you spell Mississippi that way, just because what does the Samaks have to do with the S's? It's not, you know. So Rav Shachter said, Rav Nata was familiar with however the Minhag was. 
Meaning there was some rabbi in Mississippi in uh, 1782 or something that decided that was the minute. He was probably an Amaretz, you know, but that's what he decided. That was the minute. So once that became the minute, so Rav Nata was bound by that minute. I don't think Rav Nata decided that that's how you're going to spell uh, Mississippi. So Rav Moshe writes, okay, so you have this uh, this thing in America that people like to eat dinner at the same time every night. And the Raya is, they only seem to do it in the summertime. Where are all the early Shabbos minyanim in the wintertime? He says, this is a Kabbalah Shabbos, yes, but it's not a Mitzvah. It's not a Mitzvah. And therefore, it doesn't, it doesn't bind the woman. So this might be Chiddush number three, depending on how you understand it. The way some of the posts can understand what Ramosha is saying over here is that there is no mitzvah of Tosef Shabbos when you're doing it out of convenience. That this is just stam, your convenience thing, and that's why your wife is not bound by it. There's no mitzvah of Tosef Shabbos. What? No, he makes it clear. He makes it clear that it is a Kabbalah. It's a Kabbalah, so he's bound by it. It's not a mitzvah. So that's Chiddush number three, if that's what he's in fact saying. It's not what he's in fact saying. But that, that, that's how some people understand him. Right. I mean, that's the proper way of understanding, but people much, much bigger than me understood what Moshe is saying, that it's Pasha, just not a mitzvah to Sef Shabbos, right? Meaning what? Meaning as a practical way, you're not... You're not, you're not you're, you don't get a check in Shemayim. You're not doing anything good. You're just living your life, you know, in the most convenient way. No, in Neder, they're in the kind of you're doing a mitzvah. I mean, then you're not in the kind of mitzvah to Sef Shabbos, so what are you really doing? You're accepting. You're, you're, you have to, but they're letting him make kiddush. Obviously, it's, it's uh, me, me, no, no. It is Tosef Shabbos. It's just not the mitzvah of Tosef Shabbos. You don't get any credit in Shemayim for it. If someone does malacha, is that is it that right? So is is he, is it is it midin neder of a personal hanaga that he was just? No, no, it's, no, it's real Kabbalah Shabbos. It's real, that's what he seems to be saying. It is real Kabbalah Shabbos. It's just that you're not, no one's going to say, ooh, what a from guy, what a, what a, what a, what a mitzvah you do. It's not the minig, that's all. It doesn't become the minig. So that's what he's actually saying. But I'm telling you that there are gedolei aposkim that thought that Ramosha meant that there's no, uh, there's no, so, okay, so maybe we should start with that one just to let you know who the gedolei aposkim are that, uh, that believe that way. Um, yeah, you know, we'll start with that. Should it be a factor in the summertime? Right? I'm deciding. Should I make late Shabbos, early Shabbos, should I rush? So if I'm not getting any mitzvah for it, what do I need to rush for? I'll just wait till later. But if it's a mitzvah, so then it should be a factor. Right? That would be enough Kamina. So the, the so who understood Ramosha this way, I think. So if you're rushing, then wouldn't that make it a mitzvah for the Shabbos? Once you're rushing to do it? Yeah. No. Well, Ramosha seems to assume if you only do it during the summertime, then you're obviously not doing it really for the mitzvah. That's I mean, if you really have the mitzvah, you would do it every week. Probably. Imagine Melzim Michal Kodesh for adding more kedusha. Obviously, you can't do it beyond plagamin. I mean, you have a limit. Uh, yeah, I would think so. Right? I mean, someone was arguing, I was, I was uh, with someone on, 
on Sunday, and they were telling me that uh, the whole idea of 72 minutes for Rabbeinu Tam is so ridiculous, because um, that's clearly not what Rabbeinu Tam meant. He didn't mean 72 minutes. He obviously meant a certain level of darkness that in a certain location in the world, at a certain time of the calendar, is achieved at 72 minutes. But you have to adjust it accordingly based on where you are on earth. So it's a major machlokas, whether it's a fixed uh, 72 minutes or not. But this person was uh, making a strong argument that it's not a fixed 72 minutes, which I happen to believe is correct also, and Ramosha believed this correct, right? Ramosha's 50 minutes is Rabbeinu Tam. It's how he learns Rabbeinu Tam. Um, but uh, so I said, okay, what are you bothering people 72? It's a mitzvah to Sefer Shabbos. I mean, they're doing it. L'shem and of to Sefer Shabbos. Great. That's true, right? There's nothing wrong with that, of, uh, you know, of adding to Shabbos at the end. But who's the one that understands? So I guess we'll, we'll work backwards, right? Who's the one that understood Ramosha this way? I think uh, Rav Vazner in Shevet HaLevi Chelek Zayin Sim Lam Hay. He says, "Aval etzem svaraso lechalik, de elu shemispalim rak mipnei hayam maruchim, afal pisha bailem atzma mispalim nesarim mikomakom eni shenegreres achrav baze, kivan sheein lekavanas kedusha shabbos. That since it's not kedusha shabbos, mimchilas kvot arosol lanir klal. Deman nafkamina meiza siba mekabim shabbos mivod yom. What difference does it make why you're being Makabal Shabbos? Umadua Nikrazek Kabbalah Shabbos Shalol Shame Kedusha Shabbos. How dare of Moshe say that this is called Kabbalah Shabbos, not Lashem Kedusha Shabbos? He's doing it. Whatever he quotes the Shabbos. How could Ramosh say that that's not called the Shame Kedusha Shabbos? Why not? He says, uh, And therefore, I don't see why the woman shouldn't be Negreris Achrav. And he says, Okay, then he gets into Adakas Neros. Meaning, what, he, what he's essentially saying is that it's just as much of a mitzvah no matter what your kavana is. Meaning, when do we measure the kavana in terms of, let's say a person only puts on tefillin some days and not other days. So when he puts on tefillin, he's not doing a mitzvah because oh, if, you, if you really held of tefillin, you would do it every single day. Yeah, some people, people have, uh, have weaknesses. Some people, so just because he only does it in the summertime, guess what? There's a nisayon this big in the summertime to make early Shabbos and the nisayon is this big in the wintertime. And he's from enough to pass this nisayon but not to pass this nisayon. So that doesn't change the mitzvah. How can you say it's not l'shem mitzvah? So that's what, uh, what, what Rav Vazner says against so, that. So even internally, in the actual Tosef Shabbos, right? In, let's say you're a Moisif an hour, right? You start Shabbos an hour early, right? In that hour, there's 20 minutes of real Tosef Shabbos. So even, even if you say that the first 40 minutes are not... Okay, right. And Ochanami, the question is... You just stretch a bed. There's Tosef Shabbos there, right? You right, but can the woman do malacha in that... In that 40 minutes? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really what. It, I mean, but once now, what, what what this what, what Ramosh is really saying is that it's not a minute and male the woman's not bound by it, right? Question is, let's go back to stage two, meaning Ramosha said that if a husband has a thing that he likes to daven in the minion, that's makabel Shabbos year round, a half hour before Shkia or forty five minutes before Shkia, something like that, then. It's his minig and the woman's bound by that. Is that true? Meaning, is that so compelling? That if the husband likes to do it, then I'll tell... Uh, 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 my, 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 uh, my son got married uh, less than two weeks ago. 
And thank you very much. And uh, and and Rav Shechter couldn't make it to the Chasna. He was in Sadiq Kedushin at a different wedding. So he and the Rebetzin came for Sheva Brachos. Good. So they came to, which is much better, because like I got to sit in Shmuz with them the whole time at the wedding. <laughs> so he and the Rebetzin came for Sheva Brachos. They felt like they couldn't make it to the wedding. So they, 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 the, the Sheva Brachos that night was in a Milchig restaurant. That was bad, because Rav Shechter hasn't eaten dairy in 20 years. He yells at, uh, you know, he doesn't eat Milchig. He doesn't eat Milchig. He's worried about Trefus and the cows. He has a lot of personal chumras, and that's one of them. So uh, he had salmon. First, he sat down and he said, I think the Maram Shik says the Shavu Brachas is a simcha that needs to have meat. So, <laughs> so, he said, so he said, okay, I guess wine will have to do. So I poured him a cup of wine and he drank it. Uh, so, so he doesn't drive. So, he said. so then, then, uh, then so he had salmon, fine, everything was good. Then the desserts were coming out and the Rebbitzin saw right away that they were coming out with hot cakes with, um, with ice cream on top. So the Rebbitzin ran over to the waiter and said, uh, no ice, no ice cream for my husband. Give him, give him the cake, but no ice cream for my husband. So the waiter came out with two hot cakes with no ice cream on top and gave it to the rub and the Rebbitzin. And the Rebbitzin said, maybe you didn't hear me. I said, <laughs> no ice cream for my husband. I did not say no ice cream for me. Uh, well, uh, is that against Ramosha? Right? Meaning, what do you mean? He has a minug, and it's, it's for good reason, and it's, a, it's proper, and it's a nice chumrah. So why doesn't she have to do it also? Meaning... Is it every Hanhagatova that the husband has that the, the wife has to do also? Where do we draw the line on that? So this idea that uh, that the woman is gonna have to do whatever the husband does because uh, he davens at you know at an early minute every week, or Shechter writes in one of his chuvas, one of the corona chuvas, uh, that he doesn't think that this is correct. He says the Indian rak shaykh bimin hagayakihila, kidneys, kebraks, waiting three hours between Basan and Khalav. So it's a communal minhag. That you belong to a certain community. You are a Svaradi, you are a Yaki, you are a Chassid, you're whatever you belong to a certain community. And therefore that minaka kihila, the when the because what's the whole part of why a woman is bound by the husband? She's going to his makom. So whatever is totally on his makom, but if everyone around him, you know, uh, eats dairy, and he has a personal chumra that he doesn't eat dairy, so that's a that's a. And you say that you can throw out Ramosh's whole kiddush. Correct. Right. Meaning. No, he there's there are eighteen minyanim in the neighborhood. He chooses that one. Nah, but that's not a minagakihila. It's not like a, they're 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 continuing a minag from a, you know from the town in Europe that they came from or whatever. Of course there is. Yeah, I'm saying so. This all the kilos used to be makomos. Now they're uh, maybe that's where Moshe's did. Moshe's saying if the husband dams at a minion. Where they're, where they're, where the that's what he was saying. But I think you, I think you, I think you, I think I don't think that's what he's saying. I don't think that's what he's saying. I think he's saying this guy's Machbid. There, there, there's a minion factory on Cedars Avenue, and this guy's uh, Machbid. That he davens at that minion. It's a different crowd every day that he that he's davening with. It's new people every time. It's not based on a kihila. 
So, Rav Shechter thought, Lo Shaykh Lomer Shabbal Mishtaykh. By the way, you think Rav Shechter is a kula, it's a chumrah. You, 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 uh, you, you have a situation. A guy is uh, from a Hasidic background, doesn't eat kibraks. Marries a girl who's not from a Hasidic background. She, her family does eat kibraks. Now, he's got to go to her family's house for yantif. So uh, he doesn't really feel so much of a, you know, uh, you know, he doesn't want to ruffle any feathers. He doesn't want to change any of his mother-in-law's recipes or whatever. So uh, Rav Avadi has a tshuva where Rav Avadi says, okay, let him be matir neder. Let him be matir neder. According to Rav Shechti, you can't be matir neder. It's not your neder to be matir. It's a minika kihila. You want to not belong to that kihila anymore, you could do that. You want to say, okay, I'm I'm going to dive in the sechashkenas, and I'm going to stop wearing a gartel, and I'm going to meaning you want to totally change your. I mean, we we had a boy in DRS before your time uh, that uh, the first year of DRS who uh, grew up in Jamaica States, modern Orthodox family, and now he is a breast liver chassid living in Meisharim. <laughs> He speaks. He's, <laughs> he speaks. He speaks English with an accent. He grew up in Jamaica State. Speaks English with an accent. So, so, uh, so, what? I, I, we're going to tell him. Sorry, you're bound by modern Orthodox minhagim of Jamaica State. No, he's not bound. By that. He decided he's belonging to a different kihila, and that's it. Then he moved to that kihila, and he's part of that kihila. His children have only ever been to two cities. Uman and Yerushalayim, right? That's a, they've never been to any other city, right? Until uh, whatever they, when his father died, so they came to Queens. But the 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 uh, right, so 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 you can decide to belong to a different kihila, but you're not allowed to just be matir neder on the minika kihila, right? That, that's sort of Shachter's distinction is. So there are two types of minagim: minagim at sibur, minagim A woman is nigra achar baila from minagim at sibur. She's not nigra achar baila when it comes to uh, when it comes to minagim. Hayachid. Um, the truth is, Rav Moshe himself makes that chilek elsewhere. Rav Moshe has a tshuva in Ebenezer Chilek Dalit Sim Kuf, where he says, "Ika chilek bein chumra demina kavua beizamakom lechumra shabal rotzalahachmirlav." Right? There's a difference between that. There's a chumra of a mina kavua in a certain place and a chumra that the husband wants to be. Shaav shabal nages atzmo b'mina kharbe pa'amim shuhu neder midrabanan. Husband could do whatever he wants as a personal thing, but that doesn't bind his wife and children. Right? That's only about ir. Again, that's Rav Moshe talking now, not Rav Shach, It's the same chilek. But Rav Moshe, for whatever reason, doesn't make that chilek over here. Okay, I just don't know where that actually happens. Right, that it's a. Uh, um, n- now let's 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 go back to the first chiddush of Ramosha, which really is the biggest chiddush of them all. Right, the first chiddush of Ramosha is that oh, just like your Evid Orel. What time we have? Oh, okay, we're not gonna. But do we have enough for a matter of minutes here? Five minutes. Okay, so we have we have enough for matter of here. We can yeah, go for five more minutes. That's fine with you. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't want to. No one's no one is being held here against their will. You're free to go. Um, the. Uh, the, 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 the idea that an Evid, if an Evid Aurel is not allowed to do malacha for you, and that's a Dindarai, so mainly your wife's not allowed to do malacha for you either. So the poskim are not thrilled with this, uh, with this Chiddush. Rav Vosner um, in Shevet Alevi Chedek Zayin Simulam and Hay 
says that you know dvar vade tzarachin gadol the pasha to linyan zeh ein a knuyelo vein a domali eved all the katan also does of asim in a Torah because of the kvodu baatzmo hirgish bezeh. The Ramos already realized that there's weakness in this argument, uh, and he goes on, you know, to say that there's there's problems with this, but he never really articulates what the problem is. What exactly is the chilek? So Rav Shechter also wrote a tshuva during Corona about Tosefa Shabbos, uh, where he disagrees with Rav Moshe on this issue, uh, and he articulates it. He writes, He says, what do they all have in common? Behema, Avadava Knanim, Banamaktanim. None of them are Chayiv themselves in Shabbos. None of them have their own Chayiv in Shabbos. Shem Batsmam Lomu Chayavim Bishmir Shabbos. Vosim Lech Satsmam Bishabbos. Avil Varesia. They could do their own Malach for themselves on Shabbos. Bifarasia. Achma Shaykh Lomar Shahabal Musar al Shvisas Ishto. So you could say that the, the, the master is Musar on the Shvis of his Behema, his child, his, 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 his Eved. Yeah, because they have no chiv on, their, on themselves. So he has a chiv, klapeim, that they're not allowed to do malacha. But when they have their own, when someone has their own shvisa shabbos, taluishta bas chiyuvayu, meserziel shvisa shabbos, then, then, then there's no responsibility of the husband the on the shvisa of the isha. But it's just an extension of the idea. What Ramosh is arguing is that if on Shabbos a woman were to do Malach... There's a case where somebody doesn't need to keep Shabbos, but they're... Oh, I mean, you're saying that she's not a Bas Chiva. No, but he's using a model, but he's using a model that doesn't exist for an Isha. Right. That's the point, that Shabbos is Shayat. Why does that the whole idea of Shabbos, the Shabbos idea, the Shabbos prohibition extends to someone who wouldn't ordinarily have it. The woman ordinarily has it. Right. That's that's the point. So, right. so, so to summarize. Children, But it's mistaver. It's mistaver that there's no need to to right to create a chiyuv shvisa on the, on on somebody else when the person themselves has a chiyuv shvisa. Yeah, midrabanan, and that's even a machlok Rashi tells us: is it the chiv on the father? Is it the chiv on the child? But all these midrabanan. Ramosha made a point of saying this is a daraisa, right? This is a, so again to summarize. Ramosha seemed to have three chidushim. Chidush number one is that even though there's no way a man can impose upon his wife to be makabel uh, Shabbos early, cannot take a neder upon his wife, but nevertheless, Chidush number one, she cannot do malacha for him because it's like avdo amaso, something like that. The problem with that is that maybe that's not true 
when uh, when the person themselves is chayiv in Shabbos. Chiddush number two is that if it's a minhag that he always makes Shabbos early, then she's bound by that minhag. So the weakness in that argument is that maybe that's not the kind of minhag that she's bound by because it's not a minhag hakihila. Chiddush number three is a chiddush Ramosha never really says, but some people believe he says that uh, it's not really l'shem kedusha Shabbos when you only do it out of convenience. And the weakness in that is mehechitesi. Just because I do a mitzvah some days and not other days, mehechitesi. That's not called l'shem kedushas Shabbos. Okay, thank you very much, everybody. Mishab, next time I come, we'll do Evan Ezra, something more exciting. Okay. I mean, at least, all right, but at least you're on the right.